I started mm. a Halloween playlist yesterday. Very excited for that. Ooh, I love Halloween. It's freaking bats. I love Halloween. <laughs> Hello, friends and fiends. Welcome to Bugs Need Heroes, a podcast where an artist and an entomologist team up to illustrate the inspiring abilities of insects by creating bug-themed superheroes. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kelly. Producer Derek and Rotundi are also here before we can start creating this bug-inspired hero. What's bugging you, Kelly? Well, um, my my cat, Finn, if, if folks have got onto our Instagram, Bugs Need Heroes, or my personal Instagram, Fills Your Niche, they've probably seen many photos of Phineas. He's a little black cat. He's got one eye. He's got one back leg. He's very fat. Yeah, he's great. But perfect. in the morning, <laughs> he's perfect. A specimen. The- <laughs> <laughs> he's a big boy. In the morning, he started doing what I call the cat hat, where he climbs up above onto my pillow and puts his little gut around my head and goes <laughs> back to sleep. Yeah. And I don't know why he's doing this, but he's so happy about it. That's adorable. <laughs> he's like 14 pounds of cat belly on the top of my head. He's concerned about morning. your neck health. He just wants to really help you build those gains in your he's, neck. He's worried I'm getting cold, I think. He, or oh, he's, he's oh, chilly. He might maybe. be getting cold. Yeah. You know? mm, that's adorable. Yeah, Speaking of getting cold, did you enjoy your trip to Portland to come see me? I loved it. And I loved mm-hmm. seeing you and Derek and Dr. Mike and Dr. Ped was there and what a fun time we had. See us in the meat space. In the don't meat usually, space. <laughs> don't usually get that. <laughs> no, I just get you uh, um, via video in your, your dungeon. Yes, in my dungeon. So it was good. I carried your baby for a little while. Yes. Uh, I was I so surprised that she just, I, she just got handed over and she was so chill about it. She was like, yeah, okay. I guess she I'm was getting... into it. She was All making right. little animal sounds at me. Mm, she's it's big into cute. animal sounds. right? A lot of... Uh, if she doesn't know what an animal says, she just goes, Rah! and it's <laughs> a good enough. default. I'm like, yeah. most animals can make that noise. <laughs> Can't say you're wrong. Yeah. She Sometimes was very, very cute. Yeah. And then, of course, you met my five-year-old, too, who I believe asked you some mosquito questions. He did. And he also <laughs> explained mosquitoes to me, which I love. I love yes. when little kids do that. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's definitely one of those kids that like holds on to info that you're like where did you hear that yeah where did that come from why do you know that sometimes he'll spit math at me i'm like where did you learn this because i certainly <laughs> didn't teach it to you he's like that's a rhombus mother i'm like mm, sesame street's doing his job then because i didn't tell you that was a rhombus good old sesame street i love uh, sesame street the um the Comic Con was really fun. Our panels were a good time. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was good. It, it was, was really nice. good, and I felt like we had a healthy turnout for our panels, which always makes me really happy. Oh yeah, there'd be nothing worse than showing up to a panel and there's like two people there. <laughs> <laughs> That's just always us. my worry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we just give the panel talk to each other. <laughs> Can you imagine? That'd be so funny. Uh, Derek and I've done that me? before. Oh really? That oh, that's right. You guys went to that inky dinky little con that was like twenty people and the whole con. <laughs> it was not. That was not a great experience. We won't say oh. the name of that that con, but we won't just know that it was very small. And uh, you and Derek yeah. got a lot of 
a lot of i think that's the the time you came up with this podcast yeah derek and i birthed the podcast on the way back from that that so it was worth going it was worth going just through that (laughs) uh nothing's really bugging me it's just i wish it was cooler because we're in october now Mm-hmm. I believe the Pigments episode just dropped. If you're listening to this, you can now triangulate when we're recording. <laughs> uh, and this episode, I believe, is a spooky episode. Oh, I love Ooh. a spooky episode. I love Halloween. I, As I got older, I think Christmas has overtaken Halloween now that I'm a parent. You know, because yeah. there's something about like the Christmas joy. But Halloween has always been my jam. I love Halloween. Oh, Are you a Halloween? Too. Are you a Halloween baby? Uh, what do they say on the internet now? Girly? Are you a Halloween girly? <laughs> Halloween girly. Uh, I, yeah, I love Halloween. Um, I start watching the spooky movies. Uh, I like real paranormal movies. I don't like gory movies. Gory Same. is a little too much for me. I, I don't do want to like feel gory. nauseous watching a, a, a movie. Right. I don't need a lot of murder. Um, I, like, I like Hocus Pocus. Yeah, you know? Hocus Pocus. Oh, I love a witchy vibe. movie. I, I like the Over the Garden Wall. You know, I like those sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, and and it's the season of chili. And yeah, I'm actually making chili today in the crock pot. Uh, sorry, Texan listeners, I put beans <laughs> in it. <laughs> uh, that is wild to me. I've always only had the beans. So yeah, I like I like beans though. Kidney I can kind beans of in a soup smell it right now. Ugh. Is chili a soup or is it a stew or is it its own thing? I think it's closer to a stew than a I think soup. It's closer to a because it's thick, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. Maybe it's chowder. also soup, soup season, which I love. Um, I stored a bunch of corn cobs from the farmer's market in the freezer. So I'm going to make corn chowder. And uh, I got a butternut squash for butternut squash soup. Give me all the soups. Do you feel that making soup in a crock pot is fulfilling your needs to bubble a potion in a cauldron? <laughs> it's close. It's close. close. <laughs> <laughs> your ancestors say bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Give me that soup. Yeah, I like to walk by and casually mention a few words of magic over my, yeah. over my Just every now and then, sprinkle a little intention in there. It's yeah, fine. Make it healthy. I but, heard recently that like some of those potiony ingredients are just like old timey names for vegetables. I hope so. They're I really like, hope so. It's <laughs> like, just soup. Uh, it's all soup all yeah. the way down. But like frog's eye is actually just like some sort of berry or whatever. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh, we do have, um, I don't think we mentioned that this is our first episode since we got a grant. A grant? We're fancy now. (laughs) Which is very exciting. Yeah. I haven't gotten a grant since college. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we got a grant from the Entomological Society of America. It's um, their chrysalis fund, which is for educators, basically. I wasn't sure we were going to get anything because I thought maybe... It was more for teachers, but we're out here teaching. So I think we're, we're I think educating. Yeah. You and I have both technically taught. <laughs> well, yeah. You're still teaching. I'm just the schlub who <laughs> doesn't teach anymore. Yeah. I was an adjunct professor for a couple of years and then getting my PhD, I had to teach as well, but that was only labs. Um, mm-hmm. I miss teaching lecture. Teaching lecture is so much fun because we have a blast talking about science and uh, I like a lot of student participation. It, yeah, your second panel fun. was much more teachery, which I Did thought it was feel really teachery? fun. It felt very much like, oh, welcome to a lecture 102 with Dr. Fed and Dr. Kelly. It was very fun. It was a very fun panel. Oh, yeah. I think um, I think me and Ped would make a good 
team teach moment, you know. Uh, is if, that is that up on YouTube now? It is, yeah. So I think they're up on Bugs Need Heroes YouTube, and they're up on mine and Ped's channel called Nerdy Naturalists. So, which Amanda yeah. did the logos for. It I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. We really should make that like an umbrella LCC that covers all of us. <laughs> I think. I think we'll get to that at, at some point, but we should. Yeah, get everything under one label. Um, but I think. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the grant. I'm excited that we got to do those talks and I'm excited for the spookiness we're about to discuss. Any association with a really long name, you know, is very fancy. So we're we're very fancy now. We're fancy now. We're fancy. We're fancy. We're real. We're a grown up people podcast. (laughs) Speaking of being grown ups, let's talk about, let's talk about cryptids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about fake bugs. Um, We're going to cover the Mothman today the Mothman. Um, i happen to love cryptids uh as a biologist i think they're super fun to talk big about same. big same i, love I would cryptids. love to have a second podcast where i just do the science of cryptids <laughs> it would make i would love happy. that i'm from uh obviously i'm from sam squanch i'm from sasquatch country mm-hmm. oh so. yeah pacific northwest is where our friend bigfoot is very portland well loves bigfoot uh rose city comic-con that we were just at their logo is a bigfoot yeah, uh, I'm surprised we're... we didn't see any Bigfoots at the Comic Con. Well, that'd be know, a fun costume. They're very secretive. The <laughs> we did see some Wookies, which are close. Which is very close, <laughs> very very close. <laughs> Dare I say, copyright infringement? Bigfoot should be honest. <laughs> no, but so we have Bigfoot. I know there's like a Jersey Devil. Oh, we have the Jersey Devil yeah. in New Jersey who lives in the Pine Barrens. Um, and you're from the pipe. How do I know you're not um, a Jersey Devil in disguise? You're wearing a skin suit as we speak. Yeah. No. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. It's my <laughs> deepest, darkest secret. Uh, actually, one of my good friends, her mother is related to the Leeds family, and Mary Leeds gave birth to the Jersey Devil. So it's Ooh. pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, my best friend growing up. Um, okay. Hi, Amy. If you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Or should I say Jersey Devil? <laughs> Jersey Devil. Um, where the Mothman is a cryptid from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Now, he's not just there. We've seen him uh, in other places or derivatives of Mothman. Like England has an Owl Man, for instance, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. sounds kind of similar. And uh, there have been sightings in California and Minnesota and, and a few other places. But the big legend, the big lore we get is from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Have you seen Mothman, the, like photos or the drawings? The Mothman I know is just the silhouette of some sort of bipedal creature. Mm-hmm. And he's got glowing red eyes. Sometimes he has antenna. I'd say usually he has antenna. You can't always see them in his silhouette. Yeah. And the two versions I've seen, he either has wings for arms like a bat or he has mm-hmm. wings on his back like a moth i prefer the wings as the arms i think that's a more interesting design uh, it, <laughs> it would be more biologically feasible yes if he had, I think like a bat or yeah. a bird there are it's a more recognizable wings. like organic shape i think yeah. if he has it's a shape we have in nature we we don't yeah. have um we don't have any examples in nature where it's arms and then wings coming out the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no body plan that can do that. It's kind of why 
uh, my favorite, one of my favorite professors from college gives a little talk about dragons and how dragons can't be real because we don't have that body plan of wings coming out the back right so what's so, what's the, when there's dragon has the wing arms it's called like a, a, a wyvern a wyvern yeah wyvern, yeah and that's yeah. more likely that if if it were to exist we already have body plans that follow that again bats and birds so and pterodons other flying reptile reptiles isn't there a isn't there a lizard that has like glider wings Maybe oh we have- those are his ribs Oh, is it ribs? Huh. Yeah, he like he can extend. I forgot what they're called. They can extend their ribs out and then glide. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> heckin' hardcore. Is what that is. is. Oh my gosh, oh. it's very. very I mean, he's not a bug. We talked about him. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's. Oh yeah, yeah. Derek just put a picture in the in the oh in the Discord. Discord. Wow. Yep. Okay, but imagine if a dragon looked like that. How crazy would that be? Oh, he's a Draco lizard. Oh my gosh, he's already a dragon. He's just tiny. <laughs> he's a little guy. He's just a little friend. Just a little friendo. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, Dark put uh, all the different dragons in there. Yeah. I remember a lot of these from playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, if you're a Dungeons and Dragons fan, you'll know all these dragons. You'll, you'll get I knew I knew a girl in high in high school who was like dragons was her whole personality. You know, there's horse girls, there's wolf girls. This girl was a dragon girl. A dragon girl? Special she, breed. The dragon girl. <laughs> she was great. <laughs> we were friends for a long time. You know, she's got a kid about my age. They've played together. Um, That's awesome. about my kid's age, I should say, not my age. So we got like, okay, let's look at all these dragon types. You've got the worm. No legs, no wings, dragon head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that one seems feasible also because we have legless lizards, right? Yep. Yeah, we have limbless lizards and we have snakes. Right. You know. Which... I've, I think we've discussed before the distinction between those two sometimes gets a little blurry. <laughs> then you got the, I want to say wyvern because there's a Y in it, but you said it some way else. How I said wyvern, it? but I'm not wyvern. sure the, the, which the correct, if there is a correct pronunciation. Wyvern seems more correct to me just because I, I feel like it's old. It's an old word. So it's probably wyvern. Yeah. Um, then you got, of course, the dragon, four legs, two wings, big tail, big neck horns the whole thing whole deal and then lindworm i haven't seen that's like a dragon no back legs no wings just front legs but front legs yeah yeah and then this one i want to say it's amphitheater but i know that's not <laughs> it's correct <a> amphitheater <laughs> amphitheater i prefer amphitheater uh that's kind of the that quetzalcoatlist design of like wings very feathered feathered yeah. no limbs and then the drake which is the four legs no wings Although, uh, I think sometimes they have drakes be young dragons and they like don't get their wings till yeah till later, later. Mm-hmm. kind of tadpole style. And then of course there is Trogdor, <laughs> the burninator, the burninator, who comes in the night <laughs> to burninate your village. <laughs> he only has one arm, which is a I don't know of any creatures that only has one arm coming out of the back of his neck. There, uh, I a mean, beefy arm. It's very beefy, and that's that's really what matters. <laughs> But we're we're not talking about dragons today. We're not talking about dragons. We've, we've taken it to down Dragon Lane. Let's Moth talk about Man. Mothman. <laughs> um, so in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, mm-hmm. between uh, 1966 and 1967, we have about a hundred sightings of Mothman. Well, a hundred 
recorded sightings. There are apparently a lot more sightings that people were not comfortable telling right. the newspaper or the police. Of course. Because well, no one wants to be... you've seen a Mothman. No one wants yeah. to be the weirdo who saw a Mothman. Yeah, no one wants to get laughed at. Um, so the Mothman is humanoid. Depending on the who you're talking to, he's either 7 to 10 feet tall, which is uh, 2 to 3 meters for our Everyone who's not American. Our international <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Uh, and he's, uh, he's glowing red eyes. Um, big glowing red eyes. Now, there are no descriptions of his face. No one has oh. really seen the face. I think one woman claimed she saw his face, but she couldn't describe it. And she ended up in a um, like a mental health situation over mm-hmm. the whole thing. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he either has no head and just these red eyes or he has a head with the red eyes. Now, I think it's impossible for anything to have no no head and eyes to make a lot of sense. Right. It feels like those are a package deal. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming if you're looking at Mothman head on and it looks like he doesn't have a, um, a head, it could be like a vulture situation. With a oh. neck, you know, oh. like a bird where it's yeah, kind of like down. Yeah, you think he's harrowing in? Yeah, or like an owl maybe where the head oh. feels a little more connected to the yeah. Listeners can't see body. me doing the... I'm <laughs> imagine, just doing a lot of neck work right now. <laughs> I need fin to get swole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can't think of any vertebrate who would have yeah. like the head That makes sense situation. though. Like if he was like an ambush creature... Yeah, and he's squatting know. a little. You know, yeah. Oftentimes he's skulking with these long front arms, and yeah. so it makes sense that he'd be, you know, a little little Jekyll and Hyde sort of <laughs> posture. Exactly. Skulks around. But he's um, he was also described, and I love this as slender and muscular. Oh, mm. Mm. <laughs> sexy, Moth- sexy Mothman. <laughs> Because I, I, hmm, with werewolves, too, sometimes you'll see designs where it's like their legs are still pretty much human and they don't really start to become wolfish to like navel. To the claws. Yeah. Kind of kind of like a mermaid situation where like <laughs> one half of you is allowed to stay human, but the other half has to turn. Whoop. Sorry about that. Oh, we're back. Kelly uh, lost her headphones there for a minute. Technical issues, but we're back now. I have no idea what we were saying. <laughs> yeah sorry about that guys um i don't yeah i don't know what happened i believe you were describing okay so let's back up let's there's a lady she saw a mothman she tried to describe oh we were talking about how he had a uh, hot legs <laughs> and we were talking about mermaids that's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah a werewolf hot in his yeah. Werewolf. Yeah. yeah so yeah mothman is described as um being slender and muscular which is funny um but uh Oh yeah, and the headlessness. So I think the headlessness is more like a, like a vulture eagle, you know, situation. I mean, do moths have necks really, or does he? Maybe he just has like a moth top, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like a moth well, top human leg. He's more described as bird-like. Oh, interesting. So they call yeah. him Mothman, but they think there's some some birdness in there. His wings are not moth-like. His wings are feathered like a like a birds or or maybe how people describe angels that that Mm -hmm. sort of situation yeah 
interesting that he's named Mothman. Although he does often have the antenna, so I guess he got to be a. I mean, no bird has antenna. Well, there's no description of antenna in any <gasps> of the witness reports. All of that is artists, uh, artist rendering. Interpretation. Okay. Yeah. There's no description of what his hands or hands or feet look like. Um, someone said his skin is white, mm. but that's about it. There's really not a lot of great descriptions of the Mothman. Uh, he's he was coined as Mothman from a newspaper reporter because at that time the Batman villain Killer Moth was pretty popular. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. I know Killer Moth. He uh, Killer Moth gets a bad rep, unfortunately, <laughs> for Killer Moth. I've heard him uh, described as uh, like Batman without any of the fun trappings of Batman. Yeah, I'd say that's probably pretty true. So Batman does this thing a lot. Uh, just like in general, where there's going to be a rich kid and then uh, and then something tragic happens to him and he goes bad. Meant to be, obviously, a direct foil of Bruce Wayne is a rich right. kid. Something bad happens to him. And he doesn't turn bad. <laughs> but certainly he's not okay. At least like for the last 30 years, Batman has definitely not been okay. Um, Batman needs yeah. a therapist. Oh, he needs so many therapists. <laughs> like he needs like a whole team. Yeah. Frank, oh, yeah. I mean, some of my favorite Batman stories are like the villains pointing out like, you're just as crazy as us, dude. <laughs> Untethered from reality as any of us. Oh, you yeah. just had money. And so no one put you away, you know? So. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Mothman is is Killer Moth. They, they, killer moth. He, doesn't, he doesn't look like Killer Moth at all. There's no, even Killer Moth's wings are more dragonfly-like. So they're not even, I think it was just the name and it kind of stuck. And then later in the Killer Moth series, he forms a a pact with a a demon and becomes Charaxis, Mm -hmm. which looks, the drawings of Charaxis look like someone's ripping off Mothman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He appears in the Teen Titans, and he very much has a very Mothman Mothman appearance in that one. Yeah, he's like fuzzy. He's a man with big wings. He's stripy. And I think the wings are moth-like, right? I'd say they're moth-like because they've got that that there's four of them thing going on rather than just two. Yeah. So I'd say they're moth-like. They're definitely fuzzier. Although I guess moths are pretty funny. Yeah, well, Terexus is a weird choice because it's a butterfly genus. It's not even a moth genus. I don't know. It probably just sounded cool. And they're like, let's go with that. Yeah, especially when you're talking like in those. I mean, we went to the panel this weekend and we talked about Jack Kirby a little bit. Yeah. About how uh, a a lot of times it is just about what is going to look cool, what's going to sell. We're not here to do research about moths. We're here to make a man who, when I look at him, I say, that's a moth man. You know, like, that's it. Killer moth. We'll just go with that. Nothing scarier than a moth. Nothing. Well, like, I think obviously they were trying to make a foil to, to Batman. You know, he's a yeah. bat. What is a bat hunt? Moths. You know, so he's a moth. And they use him really, really well in Batgirl year one. Oh. Um, Batgirl's, you know, she's... She does not have Batman's blessing to be Batgirl. She's just doing it on her own and she's got to fight a villain and they chose Killer Moth to be like a villain that is technically a villain because he's like (laughs) doing crimes. He's not like, you know, they don't want to throw this 
college. He's not a supervillain. Right. He's not a supervillain. And then later he teams up with Firefly. And then Firefly is way more into the villainy than Killer Moth is. And it kind of escalates. So, yeah. <laughs> Batgirl Year One, very good. Would recommend. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of like, that's, that's kind of where Killer Moth goes these days. Is he's kind of seen as this like, okay, you've got the powers of a moth. Okay, man. <laughs> All right. Cool. He's got like a bad <laughs> costume, you know. He's like bright green and orange. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, not a good, not a good coloration for moths. No. Um, but Mo- Mothman, our our friend the cryptid. Yeah. He. It's unknown if he is a bad guy or a good guy. Mm, classic. So some tragedy, which I'll mention in a little bit, but some tragedy kind of happens around him, and uh, it's unknown if he is there to foretell the tragedy or cause it oh is he a herbert her her what's the word herbiger harbinger 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 yeah i speak real good don't you worry about um the first time we have a sighting of mothman is november 15th 1966 i can't believe it's so late i'm i'm sorry like you think it was older when I think of cryptids, I think like, oh, this this thing happened, and the people of yore could not un- explain it. Right. So they came up with something to explain it. It must have been a Mothman. But the sixties is like, yeah, late. <laughs> not a time to I mean, start making have, things up to explain the natural world. We have nuclear power, and you're out here talking about Mothman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he was seen by two couples, Roger and Lena Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallett. Uh, they were at a like um, it was a World War Two munitions plant that they they called the TNT area. Uh, I guess couples went out there to hang out in the 60s. There probably wasn't a lot to do. And um, they saw Mothman and he he like flew after their car. Yeah. Hang out in quotes. But he chased them in flight which is pretty neat which means he was flying at they think between 80 and 90 miles an hour because they were really they were hoofing it out of there because it's pretty scary can you imagine you see this big winged creature with red eyes um you want to get out of there pretty fast that's i was expecting when you say oh they saw the mothman you know again speaking from from Sasquatch territory. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I saw something move and I didn't know what it was. It was the silhouette. Right. It was, it, it was a silhouette I couldn't explain. But for it to like chase them down in their car, that's that's like next level first sighting. That's, that's like frightening. Yeah. yeah, that's very, very scary. I couldn't imagine now I don't I don't want to come at this as a skeptic because that's kind of boring. You know, let's for <laughs> argument's sake Let's live in a world where this could happen. Right. Uh, I would be very, I would be very scared. That would be very, terrifying. very scared. Yeah. So I feel for these couples. I don't think they were making it up. I think they really, truly saw something and whatever that thing was. Uh, there were, and skeptics think it could have been a barred owl or right. uh, a great blue heron or even a sandhill crane, which are very large birds. And um, West Virginia is their migratory path. So possible. I don't think so, like, any of those birds a, would chase a car, though. Right. Because, like, the only bird I really know that, like, swoops you is the Australian 
I think it's a magpie technically. Oh, and magpie. It, like, Lots of birds will swoop you. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Because yeah, I just know that, yeah. that Australia specifically has like swooping season where like you've got to be <laughs> looking out because they are coming yeah. for you. I used to work for um, New Jersey's Department of Fish and Wildlife studying a few different species of shorebirds. Mm-hmm. And the least tern would swoop me all the time. Uh, I had to walk through their colony, which was about 500 birds, and take note of the eggs, how many chicks there were. And um, they swooped me horribly, and they'd poop every time. That's how they make predators oh. go away. They dive bomb you. That's then they poop interesting. On you. Yeah. So- but both of the the birds we've described here are not big birds, you know, the way that like no, a crane generally is a big, big birds, bird. Big birds don't swoop. Um, a big bird is easier to for a predator to grab onto. Oh, okay. So, so they don't want to get near them. No, they don't. You'll find bigger birds are much more skittish than small birds. Small birds are less afraid because they are faster and can mm-hmm. get away. A big bird taking flight from the ground is slow. It's a right. slow bird. It's got to get a running start. <laughs> yeah, it needs a lot of lift. So for a large bird like a crane uh, or a barred owl to attack a car seems pretty unlikely. Yeah, we, I wouldn't. we saw some swooping while you were here in Portland, I'm realizing now. We, we went and saw the Swifts. Oh, the Swifts. The Swifts are awesome. In yeah. Portland. If you don't know, the, the Swifts will... Uh, will make homes in things like chimneys caves you know sorts of things and they gather at dawn at dusk i should say at dusk and they kind of make this swift tornado it's and beautiful. then and then one of them will go in and all of a sudden they're all going in you know <laughs> thousands upon thousands of these birds i don't know what the final count of bird is in portland but it's it's so many birds <laughs> it's a few thousand right i think i want to say i it didn't was, look it, at the numbers yeah i'll have to look or derek will do it because he's the producer Less than 10K, says Derek. So, you know, so 9,999 birds, so 9, yeah. birds <laughs> all living in this one abandoned uh, chimney. It's very cool. But there was a hawk. I believe it's a Harris hawk that stands right at the very top of that chimney waiting for <laughs> someone to be brave enough to go in and he's going to get them. And at some point, the Swifts like banded together and chased him away, swooped him away until he left. It was, and then people applauded, and that was very funny. <laughs> we're like, "Yay!" Yeah, we're rooting for the Swifts. We're rooting for the little guys. Always root for the little guys. Yeah. Um, um, they published the count for the night we went, and it was seven thousand seven hundred and forty. That seems that seems so specific. I don't know how they could possibly come up with. That. <laughs> they must have some sort of algorithm of like we think there's this many. Um, but. But I can see how that would be really intimidating. Even, I mean, yeah. that's a bunch of little birds coming at you. So imagine a big bird. Big bird-like creature. You know, yeah. Man-sized. Uh, and, and like I said, it wasn't just this couple. There were lots of sightings, about at least 100, over the course of, of a year. Now, I don't know if... Have you seen the Mothman prophecies? The Richard Gere vehicle no no but sounds like i should <laughs> gotta watch it it's a classic it came out in the 90s it's got deborah messing and one of my favorite actresses laura linney oh yes officer. she's fantastic richard Gere is the least appealing part of the movie <laughs> uh, everyone else around him is is fantastic he's doing a weird new york accent which 
doesn't make a lot of sense because he's coming from Washington, D.C. I don't know what happened there. Uh, and But the Mothman Prophecies was based off of a book by an author named John Keel. Now, John Keel, it's hard to talk about Mothman without talking t- about John Keel. John Keel lived in New York City. He was a guy who studied a lot of uh, paranormal things. He considered himself a, a sort of skeptic, but open-minded. And uh, he, he passed away a while back, I think 20, 2017. I have that written down somewhere. So John Keel claimed that he was getting phone calls from something non-human that was predicting disasters. So supposedly he knew about the uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. assassination and uh, Robert Kennedy's assassination and, and some other stuff. And while he was sort of getting these weird phone calls, he heard about, he received a prophecy for the Silver Bridge Collapse which happened in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So in 1967, December 15th, the Silver Bridge in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is the same place people had seen Mothman for that full year, collapsed and killed 46 people. Horrible. Oh, wow. Yeah, real awful, awful tragedy. Right before Christmas. Just, ugh, yeah. Uh, and John Keel said, oh, I got a prophecy about that from whatever this thing is that's calling me on the phone and I knew it was going to happen. And he made the connection that Mothman was there to either cause the bid, the bridge collapse or warn people. Mm. Uh, he's not sure. That's really the only bad Mothman is, doesn't seem to have done anything else bad other than chase some teens so people think which who hasn't who hasn't chased some teens who hasn't told some teens to get off their lawn before that's all (laughs) he was doing (laughs) but other mothman like sightings have happened around other uh, catastrophic events so in 1999 the infamous russian apartment bombings Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, people claim to have seen a, a a mothman uh and then also uh, what was the other one? There was another, oh, Chernobyl. So like a week before Chernobyl happened, people who work there claim to have seen uh, a bird-like man in the sky hovering over the plant that they called the blackbird. So there are lots of these weird sightings of a Mothman-like being that comes about before catastrophes. So he isn't necessarily causing the tragedies, but he arrives in the place where they are about to happen. Yeah. So we don't know if he's causing them or if he's warning or maybe he can't do anything. Maybe all he can do is observe. Maybe he's an observer. It feels very Cassandra from, uh, you know, antiquity. She, she, you don't know the legend of the mythos, I guess. The mythos of Cassandra is that she could always tell prophecies that would be true, but no one would ever believe her. Oh, that's tough. Right. Curse. I, I yeah. honestly can't think of a worse curse. Like, I, I think it's curse. I think it's Hera that cursed her, but maybe it was Athena. One of them cursed her. And so she always knew what was going to happen. She was always right, but no one ever believed her. So, like, what's the point of being right if no one ever? Oh. It, like, 
it really only helps yourself. You can really but, only yeah serve yourself with that and not others. Yeah, um, that's it. I want to believe that Mothman is there for some <laughs> some nice reasons. Some like good reasons. Yeah, yeah that he knows disaster is about to strike, and he's there to like, I don't know, help help those who are about to be. Uh, need ushered to another dimension perhaps yeah Yeah, maybe maybe he's a psychopomp yeah he leads people to the other side i I don't know uh but yeah so he's been popping up around these other catastrophes which i think is fascinating interesting Um, what are these folks seeing i don't know Uh, i don't have like a good answer for that other than hallucinations which i think is a lazy Always a lazy response. Mass hallucination? I don't think so. It seems unlikely. Mass hallucination is also something that I'm like so skeptical about. But like, yeah. But I'm not a psychologist, so I right. (laughs) Yeah, obviously, I I have absolutely no qualifications to comment on any of that. (laughs) Other than I'm just like, how does that happen? Yeah. As a as a layman, I guess I find it unlikely. Yeah. Um, so we have, we do have, we've got Mothman. He's seen all over the world. He's seen in other parts of North America, too, and maybe a harbinger of doom. Um, what's interesting is in the movie The Mothman Prophecies, which I made my husband watch the other night because <laughs> he had never seen it either. Um, I saw it with my dad, like when it came out. My dad and I were movie buddies. He would always take me to the movies, just me and him. And, uh, and I have a little Let's brother. That just took me. <laughs> That's extra funny. I mean, it's uh, important, I think, that people like under... Daddy-daughter day kind yes. of thing. You know? yeah. People undervalue the one-on-one interactions that you can have with your parents. It's not like he didn't do things with my brother. He took right. my brother... He did other stuff with just, just TJ. It, you right. know, we, just... Just, we did movies. We love movies. That's um, but that was the first time I saw the Mothman proph- prophecies. But we watched it Friday night, so I would be fresh for this recording. Mm. Um, and there are a lot of the movie breaks up John Keel into two characters. So if you read John Keel's book, it's kind of nothing like the movie. It's very loosely based. I would say watch it if you want like a good spooky thing for for October. But in the movie, it mentions he recorded the voice of this creature who was giving him prophecies, and that the voice could not come from any human vocal cords. Which very cool movie, movie, yeah, thing. movie magic. But John Keel in his book and in real life claims that he did try to record it, and he got nothing but static. So that part of the movie is is completely fabricated for fun movie times. Okay, so so we're reporting now that like he he's this monster that chases teens away from the T and T zone, which I'm sorry, yeah. it's a hilarious name. Yeah. It's like, teens, stay away from the TNT zone. But he's also sophisticated enough to not only use a phone, but to track one down. Because, like, assumably he doesn't have a phone. <laughs> well, I there's lots of paranormal talk about um, ghosts and otherworldly beings oh, being able to true. tap into, like, electricity and, um, uh, you know, electrical impulses, that sort of thing. So perhaps he's communicating not using a phone, just latching on to that, the system we've created for communication. Again, all of this is, we're just, we're having fun, but I, was, I feel like as a scientist, I have to be like, we're having a good time here, you know? This is all just speculations. I don't need emails. 
I mean, I think I've told you this before, but my anthropology teacher in college, uh, he was part of the Bigfoot Society, not because he believed in Bigfoot, but because he liked the kind of people who believed in Bigfoot. Yeah. People who he, love Bigfoot and cryptids are fun people. It's it's an interesting I mean, it's a pretty harmless hobby too, I feel like. <laughs> like just yeah. believing in this thing that's so otherworldly. I don't know, it's fun. Yeah, one of my personal heroes, uh, Dr. Jane Goodall, thinks Bigfoot is plausible. And um it's it's my favorite thing about her. I have a little Lego set of Jane Goodall on my I love desk. Jane Goodall. I think she's fantastic. What? Derek? Producer oh. Derek says he would shoot Bigfoot. How dare you? You gotta oh, kill Bigfoot. If you see a Bigfoot, you have to kill it. No. That's, you have you to kill it to off. prove it exists. But what if it's so the last one? It's not currently it protected by the ESA because <laughs> because it is not documented. You can shoot Santa too? Hits- you can shoot Santa, Derek! <laughs> You would you shoot, shoot a fairy if you found a fairy? I think it's a bad idea. Put to it shoot in a jar, yeah. Okay, not. okay. I'll say that if you injured and captured Bigfoot for science, I would understand why you did that. If you try to capture a fairy, you will be cursed. And that is <laughs> yeah. the end of you. <laughs> You're done. I would just say goodbye. <laughs> I would just say thank you for blessing me with your presence, fairy. So long. <laughs> I'll speak of this to no one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would feel the same way about Bigfoot. We should maybe next next Halloween, maybe we cover Bigfoot or when I start my uncrypted podcast, we cover Bigfoot. I wrote a comic in college once where it was Bigfoot. This is I'll have to dig up the sketches for it because I think you really like it, Kelly. I probably it was, love it. It was Bigfoot and he's walking through the forest and he finds a jackalope that has been injured and he tries to get the jackalope back home, you know, because he's Bigfoot. He lives in a forest. Yeah. So then he tries to take the jackalope back to Idaho so it can be free. And they end up not, they just become friends at the end and the jackalope stays in his Bigfoot's pet. <laughs> it was like this really short eight page comic. I'll have to, I'll have to find adorable. it. Find it. Yeah. I'd love to see your artwork for that. Um, I'd actually love to see if you would draw a Mothman. Amanda's okay. interpretation of Mothman would be awesome. Do you like the arm version or do you like the just the wings version? Um, however you're feeling whatever all right all right well if he uses a phone i feel like he has to have hands yeah i bet he has hands i mean you can use that one that one claw like a bat i guess to dial the the phone (laughs) all of the the artwork maybe it was rotary phones (laughs) all the artwork i've seen he usually has hands um i bought a mothman image from uh the comic-con that we were just at and i framed it and i'm gonna hang it in my office because i I love Mothman. Uh, next time I want to get a Bigfoot, I want like a little cryptid collection to hang on that the is, wall. That would be great. That would be awesome. <laughs> Cryptid society. But, so I thought in, in my field notes here, um, I've done a little, a little Mothman compared to moths, even right. though he's essentially bird-like. So the first thing I, I wanted to look at was wingspan. So the Andean condor has a wingspan of about 10 feet, which is three meters. And that's what people think Mothman's wingspan is. The problem with only having a three meter wingspan is that he's going to be too heavy. If you're like a humanoid. So a condor weighs about 15 kilograms or uh, 33 pounds. 
and they can barely fly with their 10 foot wings. They live in the Andes. They ride a bunch of currents. If you've ever watched one try to take off from the ground, it's pretty, it's pretty awful. They're very, very slow and they can barely get up there. If you figure Mothman is human size and weighs like, what, uh, 160 pounds or something, his wingspan can't be 10 feet. There's no way yeah. 10 feet of wing is going to lift. You, you even said they think he could be anywhere between 6 foot and 10 feet. So if he like was seven, 10, seven feet, to 10 feet, yeah. He, you're talking, I mean, he's going to have meters long wings. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, then I thought, what what, are, what if I look at some flying reptiles? Like, what are our big boys? And which one weighs pretty close to a, a human male? And that's a Quetzalcoatlus uh, lawsoni. They're the smaller Quetzalcoatlus. We have two species of those. And um, they weigh 143 pounds. So 143 pounds isn't too far off from a, like a regular human weight, right? I Wait, hold on. Are you telling me there's a lizard that weighs 143 pounds? No, Quetzalcoatlus, the oh, flying okay. reptile. Yeah, yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> to fly at 143 pounds is at that mass. His wingspan and her wingspan was 16 feet. Yes, yes. So if Mothman weighs roughly 150 to 200 pounds, he's going to need wings that are at least 16 feet in length, not 10. And I don't think anyone's going to mistake 10 feet for 16. I'd say 16 to 20 feet. I don't know what the, I didn't do the math to see how the, the scale up works because, yeah. um, you know, I don't have to do math on this podcast. <laughs> I is just it, do. Is it the first, is it, I think it's walking with dinosaurs that has the Quetzalcoatlist where they mm -hmm. did like all the puppets of it. And I just, I remember the guy, <laughs> the narrator was always like the Quetzalcoatlist. It's a, it's a hard word to pronounce yeah um so if if mothman had bird-like wings uh -huh. that that 10 foot wingspan is not not lifting him no, not even no close good. which would mean mothman is magic and that's okay with me we can do magic why not why not i mean we discussed this before i think that that fairies only work if they are magical yeah, so yeah fairies to... work if they're magic um, there's like some stuff about Bigfoot where he might be magic and that's why we don't see him. Like he oh, can that's interesting. Mm. He comes from another, um, another dimension. Again, well, I'll save it for the cryptid. See, I think, I think Bigfoot's interesting because he kind of has like seasonal variants too, or like yeah. geographical variants. Cause like, I would argue that a Yeti and a Bigfoot are the same like family, you know, the way that like a gorilla and a oh. orangutan or yeah i think there's like a whole taxonomy you can kind of yeah. do around around bigfoot uh if you look in the discord amanda oh yes um, there's a statue oh here he has moth wings these are moth wings yeah the statue this statue is in point pleasant west virginia it's very cool <laughs> look um, at the booty on that man <laughs> got a butt. yeah it's got a bit of a butt uh the statue was put up in 2003 it's 12 feet tall and it's by the author uh bob roach okay. uh, author sorry artist bob roach it's very cool looking okay very okay cool. okay bob roach sounds like a made-up name that the mothman made <laughs> to have a human persona he made a statue of himself and then put it up there and he gave himself mad cheeks while he was at it <laughs> 
<laughs> he does. He's got Bob some Roach is the Mothman. Bob Roach is the Mothman. Yeah, I don't know why he decided he gave Mothman moth wings when in all the sightings they've been described as bird-like. But that's okay. It looks cool. Maybe he go was to Point Pleasant, not to upset it. the Mothman. Um, there's actually a Mothman festival in Point Pleasant every September. So if anyone wants to go, I want to go. We got to um, get, we gotta get some, <laughs> some Virginia. West Virginia, here we come. Uh, so it's pretty cool. And they have a Mothman Museum and Research Center, which I would love to check out. So they, they really take this seriously. They're really, yeah. they're whole hog on the Mothman. They're like, this is um, our guy. I think it's kind of nice. They, the tragedy of the Silver Bridge collapse is, is absolutely terrible. And they've sort of flipped this awful experience into a way to get people to want to come to their town, to have a celebration. And, and that's... I think that's really cool. I think that's nice. Um, if Mothman happened to have moth wings, it's even a less likely that he'd be able to fly because the structure trying to lift a humanoid boned body, none of it would work. So I guess we could say bird-like wings are the better way to go, but they'd have to be a lot bigger or Mothman is magic. Right. And that's the wing comparison. Um, eyes, he's got those glowing red eyes. Some moths have red eyes, so that's pretty cool. That's fine all with right, me. All right. That's biologically a thing we, we have. I wonder if Mothman's eyes are compound, like an actual moth. Oh, yeah. I would or assume if, they gotta be. Or compound. if they're just like big, red, glowing, mm-hmm. um, lensed eyes. Singular lens. Derek's saying he's a bird. He, he He's probably a bird or something bird-like. Um, well, I think I showed you, and I think I sent it to Dr. Mike too, where it was the owl and the reflection off of that membrane they have in the back of their eyes shone back red. I think mm-hmm. it's up in the Discord. I think I put it in the Discord somewhere. Well, there's there's always, it's there's eye shine, and eye shine can be different colors depending on what light's shining on them. There's red eye from cameras, which is a red reflected back from the retina. Right. Um, and some some animals just have red eyes i mean derek put a sandhill crane in the in the chat i think they're that that's not a red eye that's a yellow eye um, you see there's red all around its eyes yeah he's oh, got yeah. A red... oh, that's an interesting idea maybe he doesn't have such huge eyes as much as he has that that bird like skin around his eyes well, the, the sightings say his eyes are reflective red so oh. it wouldn't ha- it wouldn't be the feathers around but in that other photo that derek shared that's an owl and you can see, look at that. Look at how red that looks. That's very cool. That's just yeah. reflected light. Yeah. I think, I think this top dude, that's what I'm imagining when I, I hear the Mothman. Yeah. So most likely Mothman is, is bird. Bird um, oriented, I guess we'll go with. <laughs> Bird-like. Uh, which is super uh, pretty cool looking. Although I still, I still like all my, my artwork where he looks kind of mothy. Yeah, I think that's interesting that that he gets named Mothman then when he's he's so far we've only heard really birds. He's so birdy, very birdy. Oh yeah, Derek is sharing an image with us from the Mid Florida Bigfoot group, and it explains animal eye shine and color charts. So if yeah. people want to go check out their website, that's uh, Mid Florida Bigfoot group. Maybe we can put a link to the show notes if we want people to get a really good idea what that eye shine looks like. That'll be good. Um, 
but that's really like Mothman is not a moth. Nothing about him is moth-like. It's it's just that newspaper article. I guess I would have called it uh, Birdman, <laughs> Owlman, owl which man, again yes. is what more, the Brits more like. He's really Owlman. The Brits <laughs> called him Owlman, so it, it kind of makes sense to me. And again, in that that Chernobyl disaster, they called him the Blackbird, which it, sounds pretty apt. Is it wrong of me to make that make me feel like that's more plausible? In like, oh well, if there's another kind in a faraway place that's nowhere near the other place, and <laughs> they have a similar sighting, I don't know why that that lends credence to it's the madness. Cool. For yeah, me. yeah, I think it's very cool. But if he was a Mothman, what powers did you do you think he'd absolutely need to be a Mothman? For me, I go straight to antenna. He needs those antennas. He's going to be a moth. <laughs> how is man. he picking up chemical cues with how is he? Penny? How is he an, an, anticipating the arrival of these these teens? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, superpowers would be flight, um, prophecy. We can give him the power of yes. prophecy. Do, right? do, do moths have the power of? I mean, we talked about spiders being able to triangulate where the moth will be. Yeah, those, those I don't know that. Moths probably don't have anything like that because they're not hunters. Right. It's a very huntery necessity. What if the Mothman was a hunter? <laughs> I don't think he, he is could, though. I think he's because a he's more bird-like, so yes. he could be a hunter. I think he's an observer. I like. I kind of like that observeriness that he shows up because he maybe has to watch all this stuff and he can't do anything about it. Oh, maybe he's cursed. Maybe he's cursed. Maybe he was oh, yeah. once a man and now he has been cursed. To wander the, the earth and mm. observe horrible catastrophe? That be that would stink. That would really stink. I feel oh, no. I just feel bad for the Mothman. Oh, I gave him bird eyes and it was a mistake. Okay, I gotta undo this. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, why was it a mistake? Because I gave him that like round middle pupil. I'll I'll send it to you <laughs> so you can see. <laughs> and now he just looks I'll horrified. Have to... Oh, I think I think you can see the Mothman art that I purchased on the on our Insta. Did I put it on Instagram or did I maybe on our Facebook page? If I didn't, I'll I'll put it up later today, or I'll put it up when the Mothman episode comes out. So Perfect. it'll be it'll be around along with Amanda's art. I gotta remember who the artist was. I bought that from. Did you Did you put it in? Keep in mind, this is like the barest of sketches. I have not done anything to this yet. <laughs> And you'll see what I mean by a mistake that giving him bird eyes. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. Uh, right? Can't take yeah. away those bird eyes. Give him back just the red glowy eyes. Oh, mistake. <laughs> oh, Mothman. Oh, Mothman. Uh, um, if you want, yeah, if you want to, like, absorb some Mothman and culture, you can go to that festival. You should watch the Mothman Prophecies. You can read John Keel's book, which is also called The Mothman Prophecies. There's lots of paranormal websites if you want to poke around at that. Um, it's it's fun. Oh, West Virginia's baseball team, the Black Bears, they have special Mothman jerseys, which are super like, cute. I feel like they should just commit and become the Yeah, why not be the Mothman? Be the Mothman. Yeah. Opportunity missed. Oh, Mothman's also in um, Fallout 76. I forgot about that. Amanda, if you could see one cryptid, which one would it be? Like, in person. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. Because there's some really good ones out there. I feel like encountering Bigfoot, no matter where you were, would be scary. Because 
You don't know what his deal is. You don't know if he's been kept secret so long because he takes out anybody who sees him. <laughs> you know, you're just in the woods and they just got lost and they never made it home, you know? Do you remember the time I thought I found Bigfoot poop and it turned out it was just grandma's horse poop? I do not remember that, but that tracks 110%. <laughs> we spent a lot of times in uh, over the summers camping with my grandparents and we always looked for Bigfoot. Make no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, I would too. I would definitely look for Bigfoot if I if I lived out there. I think if I was an encounter or cryptid, cryptid, I'd want it to be a unicorn because unicorns only come to those who are pure of heart. <laughs> so you'll never see it. So I'll never see a unicorn <laughs> because my heart is full of judgy, judgy hate. <laughs> but I'd want to be the kind of person that a unicorn would approach. Yeah. Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> It's okay, Amanda. I'll also never see a unicorn. <laughs> How dare you come to me now? But I am this. The last unicorn deep cut for you there. I love the last unicorn. I watched the heck out of that when I was a kid. Okay, okay. So we're going to give the last unicorn treatment to Mothman. What is the plot of his, of his oh. animated 70s <laughs> movie? Is he trying to oh. find other Mothmen or is he trying to warn someone about a great catastrophe? Secret of Nim style. Oh I man, secret imagine. Of... Well, secret yeah, of Nim style. Don Bluth... Yes. Mothman? Don Bluth Mothman would be horrifying. Yeah, I don't know that I could handle that. I think yeah. I'd be very uncomfortable with a Don Bluth Mothman. Be... It would fit right in though. Like with that that uh that like oily creature, the, the Tim Curry oil spill in the, the yeah, in the what is it? I haven't seen that. Someone's screaming at me right now. Fern Gully, yes, Fern Gully. Oh, yeah, the, the gullies of ferns. Yes, <laughs> but I I don't I wish Don Bluth was still around to give us that Mothman treatment though, because he could really do the spookiness of of Mothman right and oh, the ambiguity, get a, a dark crystal style Mothman. Oh, that's a good point. If hey, there's another creature that has uh, wings on a humanoid. The, don't, oh, that's true. <laughs> the Skeksis. Yeah, yeah. The girls have wings. For some reason. <laughs> don't worry about it too hard. Sexual dimorphism in Skeksis. I feel like I could give a talk on that. <laughs> next next panel coming up. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, I love Mothman. I love all the... I, there's something about at least a hundred sightings over a year yes, that, that really tickles me. So in your scientist heart of hearts, do you, do you think all these people were seeing something for real and it was just assigning it Mothman because they didn't know what it was? Or do you think it was the sixties and it was teenagers and they were going up to TNT zone to, um, imbibe in things their parents would not have wanted them to imbibe in outside of the tnt zone but it's or, not a hundred teens it's a, like adults yeah that's true there were that's adults and, and police officers i think also so i i think everyone was seeing something whether it's right. birds or i saw a thing and i, I want what. to believe it was mothman so i'm gonna say it was mothman yeah something scared them yeah, Derek keeps saying sandhill cranes. Sandhill cranes were recommended by a biologist, and I just don't buy it. It's too really? skinny. It's too skinny. What if there was like several of them in a group, and you couldn't tell where one one crane began? <laughs> one ended and one, one began. began. I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, they're big, but they're skinny. That long neck is not going to look like a. Okay, well, what if like the they were arm. stacked on each other and wearing a trench coat? <laughs> Maybe then. Maybe that would be a trench coat. <laughs> they were trying to get into a phone booth to make important calls, obviously. Yeah. You know, I, I think it could have been an owl. It could have been a few owl sightings uh, that just got kind of weird. I don't know. But I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't like mass hysteria and I don't think that's a thing. Um, or at least not a thing that happens often. Uh, there's also been links to Mothman and UFOs. That's a crossover. Uh, just a lot of this knowing, paranormal stuff tends to come together. Knowing that his first sighting, his first like big credible sighting is outside that like, you said it was like, a, what was it? I, well, I keep I saying mean, the an old uh, World War II munitions factory. Munitions factory. Mm-hmm. My yeah. heart of heart goes straight to Godzilla. <laughs> oh. Straight to post nuclear fallout and Chernobyl. Don't forget Chernobyl too. Yep. I'm yeah. saying Mothman used to be a man, and he has become mutated. Maybe there was a canary or something down there with him. Maybe he was a, a man mm. who carried a, a jaunty black crow upon his shoulder. Become a bird. Yes, and Maybe. the horrible mutations that they went under due to nuclear waste being improperly disposed of. He has become a Mothman. And he was a safety coordinator. So he wants to warn other people about safety that is about to become unsafe. <laughs> and... Homer, the Homer Simpson of cryptids. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> but he's good at his job, unlike Homer Simpson. <laughs> And so he he is doomed now to roam the earth trying to warn people about unsafe work maybe. conditions. Yeah, it's unsafe to be anywhere where and he's he's going because he's like, go guys, this is unsafe. But he he cannot tell them. Although oh, I guess it doesn't make any sense for him to be a raven because they can they can talk, so he'd still be able to talk. Why can't he tell them? I guess he has to call them on the phone so they don't they're not terrified of his horrible visage. So, I don't know. I just, I just, I just, the phone calls really is like, he's got a call because something about him in person, people can't listen. They have to run and scream. Maybe he can't communicate in person. You know, maybe, um, maybe he has, maybe he has bad self-esteem because he is a, a mothman. Yeah. Maybe it's anxiety. I get it. I've been there. It's fine. How is your, how's your mothman drawing coming? Oh, well, <laughs> sorry. I <laughs> I, uh, well, I gave him a little speech bubble since you saw him last, and he's whispering things. <laughs> uh, I I like the antennas on him. I tried to make the antennas as feather-like as possible because we were give him the real moth treatment. I I I so like wings would if we're, if he's going full moth, he'd have to have the beautiful scaled wings yes, of a moth. I think. Hold on. Or is he? Are you giving him bird wings like the sightings? I was, that I was giving him the bird wings like the sightings. Let me open a new thing, and we'll start a moth man with the proper descriptions here okay you said he was you said they one person described him as like white right so hold on, let me get his body sketched in he's got beautiful gams muscular legs here oh yeah oh no i gave him one one gam and one skinny leg he skips like <laughs> but only on one leg there we go give him some gams Okay, so he's got no neck. He's got just a head. So we'll give him a torso. The no head, no neck, and just a head reminds me of that. Who is that? Uh, Looney Tunes monster, Tasmanian Devil. 
No, he's he's just Harry. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, his name's like Sweetheart or Sweetums, I think. I think Sweetums. And he's like big and red. Yeah, yeah, him. That's kind of what I'm. What I was thinking with the no neckness. Okay, so no big game. It makes a good point that it's funny we're doing an imaginary creature after we did a scientific grant. <laughs> we're like, ha ha, scientific grant. Here's your science well, for you. It's October. We're we're having fun. All right. How many arms do we give the Mothin Man? If we're going by two. descriptions, he only has the two. All right. Yeah, I didn't I know if you wanted to moth him up with some extra arms. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give him the long arms. I think the long arms are scarier. And what do you think for hands? You said no one's ever described his hands. Yeah, no one's described his hands. We don't know what his face looks like. It's just the red eyes. But if we're going um, with bird, do you think he just has human legs, like reverse mermaid style? Or do you think he has birdie ooh. legs, like a harpy? That'd be creepy. Like right. the backwards knees of a bird. The backwards knees of a bird. I can also Which just give him not knees. Their ankles, technically, but... They feel like knees. We'll, we'll give him the we'll give him the three toe with one toe in the back thing Ooh. that they draw on like dinosaurs sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there we go. We'll give him some scaly shins to show that that's where the birdness begins. Kind of like an eagle that way. All right, hands back to hands. Do you think he has maybe maybe clawed hands? clawed hands? Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. He's frequently drawn with clawed hands. We'll but again, I know I don't think I read anything about anyone mentioning what his limbs look like. Once again, we'll go with kind of that eagle talon look. Okay, and then wings out the back. Are we going? We're going the feathery wings. We're going the butterfly wings. Hmm. Well, up, up, up to you. I mean, sightings are all bird-like. Okay, we'll go bird then. We'll go bird. I have a, now I have a cute drawing of Mothman and now I have a horrifying picture of Mothman. Perfect. <laughs> Just what I that's what I longed for. <laughs> Give him some featheriness. He's often furry, but if he's a bird, he really should be feathery. Alright. Yeah, then, he's always drawn a little fuzzy. It's you know, know a lot of artistic license when no one's really seen. No one's made a good description of what he looks like. Right, because that one said he was white, but everyone else said he was this black bird let's give him that like doctor not doctor <laughs> that <laughs> professor x like i don't know mind powers he can sense things about you that you don't want him to know he sees all the unsafe things you are doing yeah in the, in the movie when um the when uh gears character gets contacted by the mothman he he says, "How do I know you're you're real?" And then he he puts his phone in his shoe, and he goes, "Where's my phone?" And Mothman goes, "In your shoe." Oh. And he's like in a hotel, and then he goes, "Okay, where's what's in my hand?" And he puts his hand in a drawer, and he goes, "Chapstick," and he opens it up, and he's he's holding chapstick. It was chapstick. really cool, really creepy, creepy part of the movie. Potential spoilers for a movie that came out in like. <laughs> Uh, 19, uh, when did that movie come out? 2002. It came out in 2002. Richard Gere was going through a thing there for a while. He was making all those creepy movies. I think he was trying to get away from his like romantic comedy persona. Yeah, he probably wanted to do something that felt a little more serious. Okay, does he need a loincloth or not? Or should we give him little booty shorts? Oh, let's let's give him booty shorts. All right, we're going to give him that like 
what year? I think it was the seventies when they wore those like basketball shorts that were. Oh, easy is, is the Mothman caked up? Oh yeah, he's got to be caked up. I'm drawing him from the front, but just assume he's caked up back there. <laughs> okay, give him these little. I guess it was the eighties when they wore these little shorts, but he's a man of fashion. You know, his his fashion is limited to what he can you know source living out there in the woods in the tnt zone we don't know we don't know where he lives what if he just that's true comes that's in from true. another dimension when yeah uh, another universe perhaps multiverse theory and one of them has mothman <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is mothman i'm gonna get let's glow up these eyes it's time to glow up these eyes i'm not gonna color anything else just the eyes there we go. Now he's a Mothman. Now he's a Mothman here to tell you your secrets. Okay. Here is a... <laughs> just, I've done nothing of uh, like originality over here. Other than, I guess, the booty shorts. That's okay. There he is. Alright, here we go. One Mothman B&H style. <laughs> Look at his little shorts. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great he's he's fantastic i'm gonna have to um when when it's all colored in and finished print it out and hang it with my <laughs> perfect perfect <laughs> we'll go on my not crystal. as cute as my little one from earlier where he's whispering things whispering dark secrets fantastic amanda did you enjoy talking about mothman I do. I do enjoy talking about Mothman. I, I had no idea that he wasn't actually a Mothman. All this time I thought he was a Mothman man about to get taken out by Batman at any time. <laughs> Turns out he was an owl man all along. Uh, is there anything else we need to say goodbye to? Uh, I would apologize for doing a silly episode to the ESA. <laughs> okay, we're not going to apologize. We're going to own the silly episode. Yeah, we're going to own it. It was fun. It's Halloween. It's um, we will be doing a wolf spider episode coming up. That will be much more serious. Right. Because they're my favorite, my favorite. So, but this yeah. was fun and I'd love to do another cryptid episode at some point, maybe next October. Yeah. A, a year from now, we'll do another very special episode of Bugs Need Heroes. Cryptids Need Heroes. <laughs> Cryptids do need heroes. <laughs> Not recognized as endangered, but maybe they should be. Um. So come back next week. Back to our usual track of bugs you need heroes. The wolf spider. Uh, have a happy and safe October. We'll see you next time. Love you. Bye bye. Bugs need heroes is created by Derek Conrad and Kelly Zimmerman. Hosted by Amanda Allen Nide and Kelly Zimmerman. Bugs need heroes is produced and edited by Derek Conrad. Our music is Ladybug Castle by Roll Music. All character art by Amanda Allen Nyday. Got a bug question? Email us at bugsneedheroes at gmail.com. Check us out on bugsneedheroes.com for the visual companion to our episodes with the artwork of the bug-related heroes. We also have an Instagram, Twitter, and subreddit under the Bugs Need Heroes name. Thanks for coming by. I love Amanda dancing, but I still can't hear.